How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to Speak the Truth. I hope you guys are on a fantastic week. If you guys are watching over here on the YouTube channel, expect, expect to see more reaction videos. We did two of them. Actually, we did two the other day, and I've had to submit them multiple times to be reviewed by YouTube, so we can actually make them go live. They've been hit with a couple different uh, copyright strikes and random stuff like that. TikTok videos suck. I mean, they're, they suck to do, but they're funny. I mean, these videos are probably the funniest videos we've ever filmed in the last six years or so. They're hilarious. I can't wait to show them to you. If you guys are listening to Apple or on Spotify or whatever, you should go check out the YouTube channel and just wait for these, these videos to drop. They're hilarious. Way different than a normal podcast. The podcasts are also on there. Oh, I just found out, by the way, I, I think the videos we're actually being able to post to Spotify now. I think I'm actually posting the videos on Spotify. Not, not those kind of videos, but the podcast videos. You should be able to see them on Spotify. If not, my apologies. I think that's, think that's a thing now. But yeah, if you guys are on the YouTube channel, go subscribe to it. It's just uh, Speak the Truth. You guys, it'll pop up. The reaction videos are funny. I love them. I love doing them. They're actually much more enjoyable to do than the actual podcast themselves. Podcasts are a little bit dry. Those are, those are actually pretty funny. But if you guys didn't know, Trump is suffering a major blow which is so goofy. I don't know why they keep talking about this gentleman. He is not in office. I don't think he's going to run in 2024. He will not run in 2024 if he's not guaranteed to win. Let's just be real. It's not going to happen. He waited and very strategically inserted himself as a Republican to run in, in uh, 16. Let's be real. That's what happened. I mean, he, he, did, he wasn't going to run if he didn't know he was going to win. He's not going to run in 24. I don't think it's going to happen. But they keep doing these things. I don't know why they keep doing this. This entire website, that's all they do. They're like half the articles about Trump, half about a January 6th insurrection, and the rest about COVID. That's literally, that's like, imagine working in that office. That's got to be the most miserable place to work ever. It really is. Does anybody like each other in that office? Anyway, a federal judge sent a message to Donald Trump Tuesday that he cannot outrun the rule of law and the Constitution forever. But that doesn't mean he's not going to try. That's how it kind of says. I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is going to be the entire agenda behind uh, the the January 6th Capitol. This is how it's going to go. They're going to portray it. They're going to talk about it. Okay. Nothing's going to come of it. Nothing will ever come of it. Okay. The Republicans will take back over in 22. And then they'll stop the whole January 6th insurrection committee. And then they're going to blame the Republicans for getting rid of the committee to try and hide everything that ever happened on that day to help Donald Trump. That's literally going to be the entire timeline of that agenda. I, I, I can, I'm saying it right now, and I don't know what the date is. What is the date today? We got, oh, it says good morning. How are you doing, watch? It is saying 824 Wednesday the 10th. <laughs> A late night ruling eviscerated the ex-president's assertion of executive privilege to prevent the National Archives from turning over hundreds of documents to prevent the House probe examining the January 6th insurrection. But it goes on to say that Trump is already mustering an appeal. So every single time that they're talking about it, they always got to say that something's going to happen for nothing to come of it, and it's always going to be somebody else's fault. There's nothing here. There really isn't. I've read through this thing multiple times, and it, it, I literally read through it three times this morning trying to make something of this. But no one really actually cares, so I'm not going to talk about it too much longer. Like, no one really cares because we know it's not going to happen. It goes on, the panel's been trying to get key figures around the ex-presidents to, to testify about his, his coup attempt. This is the goofiest thing ever. They're not going in because there's nothing there. They have better things to do. If these people have to urinate in public, or, <laughs> why would they be urinating in public? That makes no sense. If these people were to, <laughs> okay, that was probably the worst, worst way to visualize something through a, through a microphone, I was trying to t- trying to tell you guys. We're just going to backtrack on that and, and redo that little piece, but keep it in there for you guys to know how stupid I am sometimes. If these guys were to go to the bathroom, 
they would they would complete more than going and having this conversation. All right. That was pretty stupid. Urinating public. Please don't urinate in public. Um, so the main the main goal of this entire thing, they want to find out who was advising Trump, whether the march in the Capitol was pre-planned, or learn about his failure to stop the, the mob once it had breached the Capitol. Let's let's be honest here. None of that has to do with the guy on top. It's always about the people on the bottom. You really think that he's out there like, all right, they've came through the gates. Give me give me my gear. I'm gonna go in here and beat the heck out of them with this Billy Club. Like that, no. Man, this is so this is nothing more than just another smear campaign. It's really stupid. But the whole thing. They're, I'm not going to reread it through all that because it's it's so much wasted breath. But you could tell that it's 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 so one sided and it all has it all has a reasoning behind it, like what they're trying to do. And I actually I, I when I was in the military, they had this thing, the NCO creed. When you become an NCO, you have to learn this creed. You have to stand there and say it and all this. Shit. One piece of this entire creed has stuck with me my entire life, the entire time. Okay, I will be fair and impartial when recommending both reward and punishment, and that's in there. Because you're going to get leadership, like you're going to be in a leadership role, and you're going to have people underneath you that you do not like. But you have to be fair and impartial when recommending both reward and punishment. That's what it's, that's what it's literally saying. And this is the kind of thing that they're, they're I, I can tell you, is, is so leaning in one direction. They have one idea and one, one mindset behind it. That's what makes it so, it just makes it stupid. Like, there's no point for this. Because in the end, they're just trying to do one thing and just get rid of this guy who's not even in office anymore. And is literally sitting in Florida enjoying his beautiful wife, playing golf, doing whatever he wants. He is, he's li- literally living rent-free in these people's heads. It's great. But the Select Committee's Chairman, Representative Benny Thompson, a Democrat out of Mississippi, had harsh words for Trump after the ruling was announced. See, this is what I'm talking about. Like, if you're going to go into something, at least if you're going to go into, like, look into the whole January 6th thing, at least, at least do it with an open mind and be like, oh, let's find out if something's good. But if you're going there with the preconceived notions that this is what happened and I know I'm not, I'm not going to stop until I find out the quote-unquote truth or they can just prove what they're trying to do. If you take your issue to court and lose, you need to man up and deal with it and not be a spoiled brat. So I look forward to getting it. This is literally what she said. She looks forward to getting this information. This is how goofy this is. Like you're already predetermining the outcome of this entire thing. The entire thing. It's so stupid. But I, like I said, no one really cares. But when you go on the CNN site, uh, these people have to be the, some of the most miserable people on planet Earth because that's all they talk about. I mean, I just couldn't imagine living a life where it's like you eat, sleep, and breathe an ex-president who hasn't been in office for 10 months, but you're too scared to talk about your own president that you guys wanted to put in office because he's doing such a terrible job and you're afraid he's going to drag down your poll numbers as well because you're talking about him and you put him in office. Whoa. There's a mind-blowing thing right there. I mean, when you're sitting at 38% approval rating as a president and CNN's the one that wanted to put him in office in the first place, do you really think they're going to want to tie themselves anymore to a guy that's literally, Biden-Harris is literally the Titanic right now? She What, she's sitting at 24% approval rating? Imagine waking up every day knowing that a quarter of the country doesn't like you. That's got to be terrible. That's got to be absolutely terrible. And then knowing that you literally can't do anything for a job and you had one job, which was border security, and you just said, you know what? Open the faucet. Let them come in. You know what? Instead of opening the faucet, let's also pay them. Let's pay them real handsomely because they're going to pay them. I can't wait till those numbers come out. And I hope they, I hope they publish those things because that's going to absolutely destroy them even more going into 2022. That's going to be the stupidest thing ever if they paid these illegals who came through and they were separated by... That's the crazy thing. I, I know it... it it seems like I'm always talking about this, but you know how stupid it is. Can we just point out the fact 
They were going to pay 450000 to each one of these people for being separated, for coming here illegally at the border. But they don't even pay that to service members who are killed overseas. They don't even pay their families. It's so stupid. Can you not? It's just it's dumb. Anyway, we're going to move on. If you guys thought that your dollar was worth less last month, don't worry. We got something even better for you. Got even, it's even better. It's, actually, it's not better. It's bad. And thank, this is another reason. Good job, Biden. Way to go. You guys are crushing it. You guys are doing so good in the White House. Like, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. I love it. But you have a lot of people, uh, we find those TikToks I was talking about, they don't even understand um, anything when it comes to logistics or business in general or economics. And they're just sitting there. I have one guy's like lifting his weights. You guys will see the video. Oh, yeah, capitalist. I just want to find out a lot of them, they just hate capitalism. And I think it has to do with the fact that they just don't understand how to how business works or how to build a business. There's like, you know what? I can't fathom that kind of mindset. So I'm going to go against the grain and say, F that guy. He's bad. As he sits there and drinks their Starbucks and on their Apple phone. Yeah, stupid. So over the past 12 months, prices have climbed 6.2%. The biggest increase since November of 1990. Hmm, that sucks. Stripping out food and energy prices, which tend to be more volatile, the index rose 4.6% over the same period, the biggest jump since August of 91. The overall price index has actually rose 0.9% in October alone. That's adjusted for seasonal swings significantly more than the 0.6% the economics uh, the uh, economists have actually predict- predicted. There you go. We had a 0.4% raise in September and a 0.9% in October alone. I don't think it's going to stop either. It's not going to slow down. Demand is going to be even higher for consumer-related products going into Q4, which we are in Q4, but through the end of Q4. So what's that going to do? When there's demand, prices go up. Dollar menu, though, I promise you, and McDonald's will probably still be a dollar. Imagine being McDonald's right now with inflating prices on everything. Ooh, this is actually kind of a good point. I will give props to everybody at McDonald's who is trying to figure out this kind of an issue. Because if you think about it, they've had the dollar menu out since the early 2000s, I believe. I believe it came out when I was, I, I don't know, we'll say early early to mid-2000s. I can't recall. Just give me a sec. I'll tell you why I'm going over this. They started in like 91 with extra value. It was like $2.5 or whatever. But they didn't launch it to 2002. That's when they had the dollar menu. Okay. So that being said, they have never had to experience inflation this high on a menu with such pr- cheap items. Imagine how much money. So the whole reason for the dollar menu, if you guys don't understand, we're going to give you guys a little bit of insight. It's not to generate a ton of revenue. It's, I mean, excuse me, profits. The dollar menu cannot be a profitable thing for McDonald's. It's to get the consumer to McDonald's and to be different than, say, Burger King. Let's be real. There's not a, there can't be a lot of margin in an, in an item that is that cheap. There really can't be. There, there is for sure some, but it can't be that much. It's there to get you to, to buy something else. It's kind of like, if you guys don't know this, Lottery tickets or gas at a gas station. There is no profit. There's not a lot of profit in gas at a gas station, but they're there for you to go in and buy other stuff inside. Same kind of deal with McDonald's and their dollar menu. Just gonna, I mean, it's just the kind of ways. Imagine being them. I will give them props. Whoever is at McDonald's, I know this is a little off topic, but I will give them props if they're able to maintain this with such high inflation coming through that is 100% hitting them all the way across the board and is going to hit that. Like, if they're able to break even on the dollar menu, pfft, Good job, McDonald's, with these kind of price these kind of price increases. Anyway, there's some random stuff for you guys. Was that a good one to tell him, Charles? Was that good? He's not listening. He's actually he's watching TikTok. He's prepping for TikTok. He's melting his brain on the other side of this table. And if a lot of people go back and they try to argue with you over the fact of the matter that inflation has nothing to do with who's the president, that is that is really dumb. 
It's a really terrible thing to say. When in fact that has everything to do with who's 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 in charge at the time. How much copious amounts of spending did this person do while they're in office? What kind of for? Okay, even crazier. They just passed a one point was a one point two trillion dollar bill to spend even more. I know they're using some of the COVID release funds for it, but what I'm saying is it directly correlates with who's in office. The guy that's in office right now has been in office or some type of office for 50 years or so and has never ran an actual business his entire life. I'm going to throw that out there. If you don't understand business, how are you going to run one of the largest businesses on planet Earth, which America is a business? You cannot tell me it's not. I get it. We can print our own money, but in the end, it's a business. I know you guys say, oh, it's not for profit and it runs off taxes. It's a, it's a business. They handle, like America does all the trade in the world. It's, it's the biggest business on planet Earth. It really is. Oh. Anyway, these people named Pelosi. She's one, of the, she's one of the greatest individuals on planet Earth. She was around when the Bible was actually written, if you guys did not know, if you guys could not tell. She's had a few, few surgeries to maintain her most beautiful, majestic look that she has. She officiated a wedding this last, uh, this last week, I believe, here in San Francisco. Oh, no, was it? Yeah, this last weekend. This is kind of goofy. So if you guys know in California, they're super strict on their mandates when it comes to masking and social distancing and whatever, unless you're super rich or you're in the political party. And th- these people, they keep getting themselves in the, these kind of trouble and, and nothing comes about it, which is, is funny. I'm so glad we're broken up in the states, United States, by the way, because if we were governed by California, for one, we'd be in tremendous amount of more debt than we're in right now. Everybody would be running around with tampons on their nose and we, it's because we'd be forced to. And then you'd have people at the very upper end of the echelon wouldn't have to do anything. Damn near a dictatorship there. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. That's pretty much them. The event also was attended by California Governor Newsom and San Francisco Mayor London Breed. So this is kind of interesting. You guys can see the photo here on, on YouTube, but it's, uh, it's a picture of Pelosi standing in a giant... It's like this, is, this is what I'm saying is goofy. If you're going to mandate masks on every single person within your state even down to the smallest children inside of schools are forced to wear them all. Like, I'm going to read some of the stuff. It's going to make you guys feel kind of ill if you live in other states like Texas. But masses indoors when in school dances across California are canceled and kids must mask for seven hours a day, including outside at recess. And I'm saying this it's because they're going to follow the science and talk about stats. I love numbers. I love stats. And numbers never lie unless you fudge them, okay, which that means they're not real. But what I'm saying is 0.01%. We always bring this up because it's. I'm always having to talk about it. It's an actual fact from the CDC, an actual stat. So if you're fact-checking this, you can't say that I'm trying to spread false information because I'm not. Ages under 18, what is it, Five or um, uh, 0.01% under 18? 0.01. That means 100 kids would die if they had the coronavirus out of 1 million that had it. The crazy thing is we have no idea how many kids are asymptomatic in the first place, so the number could actually be much dramatically lower, like dramatically lower. And in California, they're forcing these kids to literally eat their food. When they're eating their food, they have to keep the mask down, put the food in, and then put it back up to chew. You know how crazy that is? That's going to have such a mental effect on these kids to, ha- to, to like be scared of their own shadow as they grow up. You're literally instilling fear on a child from a very young age all the way going up. And it has to do with who you guys put in office in that state. And she's walking around here without a mask on. And she, what's even crazy is she is in the age bracket who is... Literally the highest percentile to die of the COVID if she got it. Let's let that one sink in as well. Let that let that sink in. Crazy, ain't it? Forcing the kids who are at 0.01% and she's in like in the 25 percentile if she were to get it to die. That's that's oh my God. Do it do as I say, not as I do, huh? 
People in these settings may remove their masks if the employer of hosting gathering can have control access to the setting and verify 100% full vaccination of everyone in the setting. That's that's the most, I don't know if I've read setting more than once in one setting. Sentence. Wow, just <laughs> tongue, tongue twisted myself there. The employer or host must also ensure proper ventilation, no recent COVID-19 outbreaks, and children under 12 and guests are not present among other safety measures. So that, that right there, that final little piece goes and shows that they're not following science at all. Children under 12 and guests are not, pre- are not present. What? Children under 12? What does that have to do with anything? They're literally the, the least likely to die of COVID, and it's literally a stat. So why is that even a, a rule? Children under 12. Yeah, children in San Francisco Bay Area are being instructed to wear their masks between bites while they eat their lunch, and school dances have been canceled. And you literally have a bunch of elderly people rubbing rubby tootsies and bootsies here in Cal. What does that even mean, tootsies and bootsies? I was going to say something that was a little more inappropriate, but I kind of went with that one. This, this, these are the people you guys elected in office. If you're listening to this, and which I'm sure you're not, because I'm sure none of these people that are listening to this podcast voted for this lady, but. Who knows? We could have one straggler who watches this, which is probably the person at YouTube who's having to review this video. How are you doing over there on YouTube? Because I know you're enjoying this. Imagine being the person at YouTube that's having to review this video right now. I'm, I'm talking to you. I don't know if you're a man, woman, or whatever you are. I'm going to say hello. Thank you so much for taking the time to review this video. And I know it's probably getting under your skin just a tad bit what we talk about here, but it's all the truth, is it not? kind of is. All stats and facts. I'm not saying anything otherwise. Hey, I'm vaccinated, by the way, if that makes you feel any better. Take that one. All right, we're going to fly over to China. Love taking a flight over there because sometimes it means some goofy stuff. If you guys don't know, they're launching combat drills. It's so goofy. Oh, man, this is like a, a never-ending cycle. This is what we're going to end up doing. Oh, by the way, I just want to let everybody know one of the greatest greatest things, speaking of China, actually this is more of a Korea thing, but uh, what's, what's that stupid squid game? Found out they're coming out with a second one. So thank God we get to burn through more of our brain cells. Actually, I'm not going to watch the second one because the first one was terrible. If you watched Squid Game and loved it, mean you are not on the same wavelengths of, of liking things. But it ain't no biggie. We're not going to talk about that. We'll kick over to China. We got, oh, China. Is that how Trump says it? China. All right. The United States Navy aircraft to fly U.S. lawmakers to Taiwan for a routine trip this week drew a barrage of accusations and fresh display of military might from China. Over what it dubbed a sneaky visit. A sneaky visit? What, what do you mean a sneaky visit? What, what is a, a United States Navy aircraft that flew into Taiwan? How is that a sneaky visit? If we're going to sneak them in, wouldn't we just go in on like a, a normal, I don't know, say commercial airplane? Sneaky? Yeah, let's fly this huge CH-37 in there with, with, with huge tail numbers and it's literally just great. Yeah, it's not sneaky. That's not sneaky. Sneaky would be like an unmarked white plane. Or how about a private jet? Weird. Anyway, the Eastern Theater Command on Tuesday night launched combat readiness drills near the Taiwan Strait. Taiwan's Ministry of Defense reported six Chinese warplanes had flown into Taiwan's air defense identification zone that day alone. So China's still doing its thing. There's a whole bunch more here I don't need to really read, but you guys understand what's going on. They're, they're just countering. And they need to seem very, very strong. And they're bolstering. Their, you know, they're, they're making themselves seem high and mighty. To their, to their civilian population that I don't think a lot of people in America realize because they don't have to deal with, we, we call our news outlets propaganda machines, which they're not, which I read something this morning, by the way. I didn't talk about it because it was so stupid. It was so dumb. 
they're talking about the right wing extremists have taken over the propaganda machine or something. And it's literally just talking about Republicans. It's the craziest thing ever. And they don't really understand what propaganda is. We, we should shove them in North Korea and China for a day and they will see some actual propaganda, like some legit, like imagine being in North Korea. You are living every single day of your life shoved down or having the same thing shoved down your throat that America is going is one step closer to securing the border down there in North Korea and taking your beaches. Like imagine, imagine that. Like imagine living in North Korea thinking that America is trying to come and take over your country. Some of the craziest, I want to call it propaganda, but some of the craziest thing I've actually seen a person them. They actually did it in World War II, I believe, too. Actually, I'm, I'm fairly confident we did this in World War II. Man, now I need to look it up. I know we did it in Iraq. Like, for sure we did it in Iraq. This is, okay, this is just straight, straight on. We used 6 billion leaflets were dropped in Western Europe. 40 million leaflets were dropped in the United States in Japan in 1945 during World War II. 1 billion were used in Korean War and 31 million were used in Iraq. I had no idea those numbers were that big. I mean, it's not propaganda. It's just something that popped in my head. It was just warning civilian populations. If we wanted to warn civilian populations, we could literally just fly over and just dump our own propaganda out of the back of a plane, which we used to do. We still have done to this day, but that is kind of crazy though. What was it? 6 billion? 6 billion were dropped in Western Europe. That's crazy. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. They drop these things out of the back of airplanes to warn the civilian population that we're going to come in and mess things up and jack them up. We did it in Iraq. I mean, we did it in Iraq actually multiple times. I think it was uh, the second invasion, uh, or excuse me, the second Ramadi. I believe it might have been Ramadi. Uh, the Marines lost. So the Marines are not very, uh, well, Marines aren't, aren't huge. So when you guys look at a, a, a map of Afghanistan when I was over there, and the same thing with Iraq too, the Marines are not a big force. They're a great fighting force. They're not a big force at all, by any means. That's why they go and they take over islands and they do that kind of stuff. They're not, they're not a big force, but they, they're, they're really good. They're a good fighting force. They'll have like a province or say a giant county, we'll say a state within a country, and uh, the army would have the rest because the army is just huge. That's pretty much, I mean, that would make sense why the army took over Europe. But we would fly, they flew over Romani over the second time, I believe. I believe it was the second time, and they dropped a whole bunch of pamphlets, a ton, I think, I mean, not 33 million at one time, but they've done it multiple times that instructed everybody within that city. God, I believe it was Ramadi. It's going to drive me insane if it's not, but I believe it is um, that any, any military age male that's in the city after the next 24 hours would be killed. Like they would like that was it. So you had, you had 24 hours to leave and anybody else would be seemed as uh, anybody that's still within the city would be deemed as a, a military age male. That's, that's fighting against the U S so actually, I wonder if I had, I wonder if I can find a photo of the pamphlet. Yeah, it doesn't. I, I'm sitting here reading. It actually doesn't give me its exact city. Anyway, it says 48 hours to leave Iraq. Um, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, doesn't really matter. It's just talking about pretty much those leaflets. They were just. They were actually told apparently they told Iraqi troops not to risk their life and the ra- lives of their comrades and to leave and go home, learn, grow, and prosper. Anyway, we went in there and we all know what happened. We took it over in like literally a day. Got rid of them all. All right. So uh, let's move on. China. We all know, bad. I don't know how we got mixed into the, the whole leaflet pamphlet dropping thing. My, my apologies. Sometimes I, I kind of get off su- subject. New York Times, though. This one's kind of interesting. We're going to refund the police, apparently. Yes, we are going to refund. This is great. This one I read, it's got some things in here because they're trying to like make sure that people are still like, oh, maybe we should defund, maybe we should refund. But as you read through it, it's, it's, it's so blatantly obvious. They, have, they don't want it to be true, but they know it is. 
All right. Portland, Oregon, which is facing the most violent year on record. The mayor has now announced a plan on Wednesday to put more than 200 more police officers on the street. Couldn't say that I saw that one coming. His announcement came a day after voters in Atlanta and Seattle signaled their support for mayoral candidates who promised not to roll back the police force, but to expand it. That right there is not a leader. That is a coward. Portland, Oregon, the mayor, the only reason why he's adding police to its, 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 its uh, streets is because he saw in other cities that were for def- defunding the police are now gaining momentum for funding the police. You know how stupid that is? That is not, if you're in that, if you're in that city, that is not a leader. That is 100% not a leader. That's a follower. Why, why would you vote that person into power? Also in Maryland last month, Governor Larry Hogan announced $150 million to, it literally was called, refund the police. Ah, okay. They're learning that the tactics don't really pan off to defund, apparently. Those who study the question um, say any decline in crime have to be weighed against the downsides of adding more police officers, including negative interactions with police, police violence, and further erosion of public trust. Uh, hmm. Okay, where are they going with this? How police hiring compares with other anti-criminal measures, such as providing more summer jobs or drug treatment programs or even keeping the same number of officers but deploying more strategically. This is what's kind of confusing to me. The person that is writing this article or is putting this thing out, putting this, this, they're trying to make it seem like you could do these other things, get, provide more summer jobs. How is that? The only way to provide more summer jobs is to have a capitalistic market doing its thing. Correct. When in fact, a lot of these people on the side, they hate capitalism and want higher taxes. Okay. So there's that. But it says right here, keeping the same number of officers. Why would you need to keep the same? If you're, if you're able to afford to buy, to buy more, to hire more, why wouldn't you? It's, it's so goofy. They act as if hiring more police officers is going to hurt them in some sort of way. And it goes on to say this, that history shows that homicides fell after more officers were hired 54% of the time. So if that's an actual statistic, why wouldn't you just hire more officers? One additional officer reduced between 0.06 and 0.1 homicides per year. In other words, it takes 10 to 17 new officers to save a life. The gains were not uniform. Overall, more black lives were saved than white lives when police officers were added. What? Whoa. Imagine that. That stat right there. There you go. There's your, there's your actual real numbers. For one, if you hire more officers, you save more lives. Wow, that's a real. that's not super shocking, is it? And then... The gains were not actually uniform. More black people were actually saved than white people. Oh, I wonder why. I wonder why. I wonder, I wonder why that is. Hmm. That's kind of crazy. Which is even more crazier is the fund of police movements were supported by BLM, which, as we all know what BLM is. So why, why would BLM go out there and do this? Or was it to raise some money to buy a couple of houses? Was it, I mean, where did BLM go anyway? Does anybody know? Everybody pretty much just dropped off the face of the earth after the election. Everybody saw that one coming. Chicago's crime numbers did fall in 2019, the year that the force actually reached its peak officers. You guys didn't know this. In 2019, it reached its peak because it was actually going to hire more, and and that was their entire goal, according to data from the city's officer of inspector general, which is kind of crazy. The following year, as we all know, which was 2020, now they're going way backwards because they're like, all right, we got to defund the police, even though... Crime numbers actually peaked and stabilized in 2019 when they hit their peak of officers. Crazy. In the end, crime data is always a tool for police propaganda. This is crazy to me. This is by Dr. Knopper. Hmm. Dr. Knopper. If a crime is low, the police are doing their jobs. If crime is high, we need to give more money to police. The police always win. 
No, these are stats. These are actual factual stats. If crime is low, police are doing their job. Good job, cops. You're doing your job. If crime is high, you have it, it shows you that there's not enough policing going on. Somebody has in ta- in started a rule, instated a rule, kind of like defund the police and not allow them to do their jobs. Crime is going to go up. So, no, the police don't always win. The police are literally out there risking their lives every single day for people like Dr. Knopper to get to their job and to talk bad about. That's the other crazy thing. These people just sit here and talk so terribly about the cops, and yet they wonder how they're able to sleep safe at night. This one right here I do believe in. In New York, randomized trial of street lighting reduced outdoor nighttime indexes crimes by 36%. I do know, and I would, I mean, I'm, I'm filled with a lot of common sense, which I hope a lot of you are as well. If you, if you put more lights on the street, you're probably not going to have as much crime because it's not going to be dark. In Philadelphia, cleaning up vacant lots corresponded to a 29% reduction in gun violence. So let's go ahead and think that one through. For one, it's probably good to clean up those lots anyway because it makes your city a bit more pleasant to look at and probably raises the, the value of your property in the area, for one. Two, you don't have a lot of people hanging out in those vacant lots doing stuff like selling drugs or doing drugs or just homeless people sleeping in them. So that probably helps just crime in general. And why wouldn't you want to clean up these vacant lots in the first place? In the long-term Medicaid expansion, access to drug treatment and mental health care and even a guaranteed basic income have also been found to reduce crime, perhaps with fewer downsides than policing. Okay, so there is the exact thing that we were waiting for. What was the point of this entire article? To push an agenda. Guaranteed basic income. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. That is not going to do anything. That is literally, basically, this makes you a lazy individual. Guaranteed basic income. I don't know how Medicaid expansion would, would help with, with policing. That one's a little strange. That's a weird one to throw in there. Access to drug treatment and mental health care. Yeah, I, I think I could actually see that. Um, honestly, a lot of crime stems from, from drug-related issues and drug problems. But the thing is, you're never going to get rid of the drug trade. It's just not going to go away. Your war on drug is not, not going to happen. Yes, you need to clean it up at the border and it needs to happen. But it's always going to be here. It's kind of like coronavirus. It's never going away. Ever. The seasonal flu, never going away. Anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this video over here on the old Speak the Truth channel. Hope you guys are subbed to the channel. I do love you guys. I uh, hope to see you here very, very, very soon. I mean, probably tomorrow. So, I do love you guys. I'm out. I got to do.